Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you like the show, Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Good morning, my friend. hope you're doing well. I can't believe we are at the 12th day. We're getting close to halfway through all in August. I'd love to hear a check-in from you. I'd, I would love to hear, sorry, my square, my chair is a little squeaky this morning. I would love to hear uh, speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren would be a great place for you to leave me a quick voice message. Just, just click on it as soon as we're done listening to this episode. And send us a little shout-out, how you're doing, how all in August is going. Maybe you haven't started yet. Maybe it's time to start today. And just get after it. Like some part of your life that you feel like you've been holding back or you haven't been performing well or you've never really allowed God into that place or you've never really believed that you could achieve a certain thing or, or stop doing something or um, that there may be some place in your life that you need to go all in and you've been kind of on the periphery. You've been listening to these podcasts or thinking about it a little bit. And now it's time. And one way to go all in is to have a circle of friends or sometimes even just one friend um, or one person who you can be accountable to, who you can you know really talk to and really know and be known by. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that has meant a lot to me in my life, Proverbs 18.24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Not, not every great relationship has to be born of blood and, and genetics, right? There, there are good relationships and, and friends, really, who become family. And Lisa and I have talked about it for a long time. Both of us have something in common that I don't know how, how common it is or how usual it is, but it's true for us. Like We don't do superficial relationships we don't like to socialize superficially very much we, we, we don't like spending three hours in a room with a hundred people going you know how are you i'm fine how are you i'm fine how's it going great how are you the weather's nice you know we just don't we don't relate to that very much we don't have the emotional bandwidth in our lives to be superficial so we have always kind of collected a small group of friends who are really in our lives and we're really in their lives Hans and Lisa Vanderiden in Auburn are our first real best friends as a married couple. Um, Hans and Lisa are those people who we could not see them for five years and then we could walk into a room and it would be like, hey, tell me what's going on. How you doing? I can see it in your eyes. Something's going on. Like we would just be right where we left off. My friend Bern Warner um, from Pittsburgh. Bern and I 
often don't see each other for years at a time. We just our lives have gone in different directions. But if he called me today and said, Lee, I need you to come to Nashville, I'd be there. And same thing, he would come to North Platte on the drop of a hat. And, and we would be just like we never spent a day apart. Burns that kind of friend. And then now yesterday we had a beautiful afternoon. Um, our daughter Kimber and our amazing little grandson Jace are here in town from from uh, Richmond, Virginia, spending a few days. And and uh, we had our our good friends Alan, Kristen, Genitone, and their daughter Madison came over, and then our, our PA Damon Green who is fast becoming one of these type of real friends. And we just had a great afternoon, just just uh, enjoyed the beautiful weather, and Lisa grilled some hamburgers, and, and we just had a great time. But when we talk, and with Tata and Alan, Kristen, and Damon, and Kimber, and all of us, when we, when we talk, the talk doesn't sort of bubble around the superficial. We, we really get deep, and we talk about important things. And it's just kind of a, a reminder to me how important real friendship is. And that, that verse about a friend that sticks closer than a brother, I, I know this to be true. Like Al Genitone would take a bullet for me or any of my kids or for Lisa. He he would step in front of the fire. So would Kristen, and I would do that for them. And we, um, Dale and Joe Margaret, are the kind of people that, that we... Um, we talk about how we became family because we've been through the loss of a child together. Not together, but we've, we've experienced that and we understand each other when we have conversations that relate to that type of grief. And, and when, we, when we meet with each other, when we spend time with each other, we understand the little looks in the eyes, the little innuendo of the, when you say certain things or when a certain day happens. You know, for us, it's coming up. August 20th is the day we lost Mitch. And we don't go around talking about it a whole lot and in our day-to-day world. Nobody will hear about it that day from us. But there are a few people who are going to look at us and give us that little nod or just a little squeeze on the shoulder. And, and they'll know and they'll be with us. And that's all that you need to say, right? So all I'm saying is when you're trying to, to really break through something in your life, you need some other people or at least another person to come alongside you. This community is doing that for a lot of people. The prayer wall is doing that for a lot of people. But but you need somebody to help you understand that you're really not alone in this world. I got a email, a voicemail actually, from a woman who asked to be anonymous and asked me not to play her clip. Um, but she was crying when she left the voicemail. And she said, how do you find hope in this life? Like every time I try to find hope in this life, I just get disappointed. I just get hurt. And she said, I can, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer and I, and I have hope for the resurrection. I have hope for the future. But how do I find hope for today? Like how do I find some way to get through today? Well, one of the ways is you always kind of focus on gratitude and try to find something to be grateful for. And as my friend John Swanson says, even if it's just, hey, I was able to take a breath in that moment, you start peeling back all the things that aren't happening right or aren't going well. And you start saying, well, here, my heart beat that second. My, I was able to take a breath. I'm grateful for the oxygen in the air. And li- literally, you can make yourself find something to give thanks for, and that will start to lift your mood a little bit, and you can start to see with your eyes around you that there are still other things, despite what it is that's disappointing you so much. There are still other things that are worthy of, of hoping for. And that sounds so trite, but one of the ways you do that is to get somebody else's perspective. You need a friend who won't say, hey, no, don't worry about that. That's not important. Don't, don't, be, don't be disappointed by that, or let me fix that for you. That's not what you want. You need somebody who's going to put their hand on your shoulder and say, man, that really is hard. I understand. I'm with you. I agree with you. It's hard. 
when I was thinking about these things this morning, thinking about all in and, and trying to be that kind of friend for other people, um, I, I thought about a chapter in a book that Lisa and I love and we used to read to each other. And when we were dating, we would send each other little snippets of this book, The Prophet by Cahil Gibran. It's a great old uh, story about this prophet that the, the people would come and ask him questions and he would answer. And the language is kind of uh, old style Middle Eastern, so the language is a little bit outdated. But but um, Cahill writes this chapter about friendship. Let me just read it to you. It's pretty short. And a youth said, speak to us of friendship. And he answered saying, your friend is your needs answered. He is your field which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And he is your board and your fireside. For you come to him with your hunger and you seek him for peace. When your friend speaks his mind, you fear not the nay in your own mind, nor do you withhold the I. And when he is silent, your heart ceases not to listen to his heart. For without words, in friendship, all thoughts, all desires, all expectations are born and shared with joy that is unclaimed. When you part from your friend, you grieve not, for that which you love most in him may be clearer in his absence, as the mountain to the climber is clearer from the plain. And let there be no purpose in friendship save the deepening of the spirit, for love that seeks aught but the disclosure of its own mystery is not love but a net cast forth, and only the unprofitable is caught. And let your best be for your friend." If he must know the ebb of your tide, let him know its flood also. For what is your friend that you should seek him with hours to kill? Seek him always with hours to live. For it is his to fill your need, but not your emptiness. And in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. That's a beautiful, powerful example of friendship. And Lisa was really the first person in my life that I had that kind of level of friendship with as an adult. And I had um, just that understanding that, that when we weren't together, we were still together. Does that make sense? And this idea that when you when you part, you don't grieve because you know that you're still together. And that when you're away, you see the mountain even more clearly when you're close. When you're, when you're with that person, you don't even see them quite as clearly as when you're not with them. That, that kind of friendship that persists across time and space. And I love the idea, if you're going to go all in with being a better friend, you have, to, you have to decide that your friend is not somebody to pass time with, but to live with, like to, to really explore and, and, and enjoy your life with and share the hard parts and the good parts. And, and don't have this idea that you seek just trying to understand your own life or a sounding board for your own problems, but rather that you cast forth this net to, to really just live life and have some other people who experience it and go through it with you. There's a lot of scripture about friendship. I always start my podcast every day with, hey, my friend, because I want you to just have a friendly voice in your head. Even if we never meet in the flesh, I want you to know that there are people out there who do care about you. But there's lots of scripture, you know, starting, you know, Proverbs eighteen twenty four again, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. In Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend loves at all times. Proverbs uh, Twenty-seven nine. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Just like Gibran said, if you, if you have a real friend, they're the ones who are going to tell you the truth. They're not going to beat you up. They're not going to judge you, but they're going to tell you the truth. We sat on the riverbank last night, 
Kimber and Lisa and I and, and watched the incredible uh, Sturgeon Moon come up over the river. It was unbelievable. I wish you could have seen it. It looked like the whole sky was full of the moon. It was shining down the river like a laser beam. It was just incredible. The weather was a little cool. And, and we talked about some deep stuff. Now, Kimber's our kid, obviously. But, you know, when your kids are grown... You can talk about real life without having to try to parent them. And we had an amazing talk. We talked for two hours. And it was just it was just powerful. But the, the power in a real relationship doesn't come from chatting about the Knicks game, you know, chatting about something superficial. The power comes from earnest conversation, from real ability to, to kind of pick the scabs off of difficult things and go deep into them and, and be there for each other, to really know somebody. That's where the power comes from. Proverbs 27, 6 says it like this. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. There are people who will just kiss you, just just give you the pats on the back or the attaboys that you want, but a real friend will help explore the wound with you, help, help pick the shrapnel out of that wound and help you heal, right? That's that's what I'm getting at. It's just we had this great day yesterday with good friends, and, and it just kind of made me think about that. And then as we talked on the riverbank last night, I was just thinking about you. And one of the things that keeps us from going all in is isolation. Like The enemy wants you to think that there's nobody else, and especially he, he'll want you to think that even Jesus won't really want to know you. Like, yeah, maybe he loves everybody and maybe he saved me, but my heart is to, I've done this bad thing or I, I never succeeded at this or I'm, I know I'm going to fail and Jesus won't want to want to deal with me until I clean that up. And I don't really want to have a friend because they won't, they won't accept me. They're going to reject me. But you need to know, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: iron sharpens iron and one man, one person sharpens another. You can't really be who you're supposed to be. You can't really see the mountain of your own life until you get some distance from it. And one way to do that is to have some friends, counselors, somebody come alongside you who can help you see the places and the ways in which you can go all in. It just makes sense, right? You need to, you need to have some sharpening in your life, friend. You need to be willing to have an examined life, to have some other people who really know you, to really let the guard down and, and really know who you are. That's what you need. I'm just writing a prescription for you because you need it. I remember um, when I was in Iraq, we led worship, and me, and me and my worship team would start this song by Tommy Walker called When All Is Said and Done. And it's a, it's just a simple little song. When all is said and done and everyone is gone, Lord, you're really all I want. When the best the world has just leaves me feeling numb, Lord, you're really all I want. All that I long for, all that I hope for, is just one touch of your loving hand. When all is said and done, Lord, you're all I want. And we would see these soldiers come in. And you could tell they'd been out on convoys and they had IEDs blowing up and they were or been shot at or been mortared or been scared. And they were wearing body armor and they were carrying their weapons. And, and they would kind of filter into the chapel and they would all stand at the back. And I had this one picture in my mind of this really big guy. This, he was probably 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, Marines, African-American guy, just peak of fitness. He was in really good shape. And he came in and he had a... Um, M16 with the M, I think it's M204 grenade launcher on it. He had a big, big weapon that was strapped to him. Kevlar and his helmet was at his side. And this guy would come in and stand at the back and have his arms folded real tight across his chest like he'd been carrying some stuff, like not just the gear, but some emotional stuff. And he would stand there and I could see him was right in my eyes, line of sight. 
And we'd sing that song, and as the verse would go by, he would start to soften, like his shoulders would start to droop, and his hands would finally fall to his side. And then as we got to the chorus, all that I long for, all that I hope for, is just one touch from your loving hand. He would finally take his body armor off and set it down beside him and lay his rifle down on the ground in front of him and and he would start to then kind of loosen up and lift his hands and by the end of the song he was raising his hands and worshiping and relaxing in the spirit and and just letting the lord just kind of salve those wounds and, and letting that the ministry of worship kind of wash over him and he would and he would relax and and he was doing that in the presence of a room full of people who weren't judging him for whatever he had to do out there, who weren't judging him for being scared, or weren't judging him for being, you know, nervous and wrapped up in the in the fear and the pain and all that. But they were just there worshiping with him. They were they were focusing vertically on somebody greater than them. And that room full of accepting people was important to him. He needed that few minutes of just staying in worship and staying around some other folks and not the isolation of being out there alone going, you know, maybe he had to shoot somebody or maybe he maybe he didn't stand up and wasn't as brave as he should have been or maybe he was really, really terrified and hid under a bunker when the bombs went off and maybe he's feeling guilty about that. Who knows what, what the deal was? Or maybe it was just really, really terrifying. Maybe he did. Maybe he really excelled in the battle, and and maybe he, you know, did some things that he was grappling with afterwards that he had to had to pull the trigger. You never know what it was, but whatever it was, he needed some other people around him to help him see that he could get through that moment. He needed some friends, and you do too, my friend. If you want to go all in this month, if you want to take the the next nineteen days or however many days it is left that we have in this month, then you need trust me. You need to go all in, and you need some people around you to help you do that. And if you need us, hit us up on the prayer wall, wlewarnmd.com slash prayer. And if you want to send me a voicemail, speakpipe.com slash Warren. If you're not getting the newsletter, the prescriptions that we send out, the self-brain surgery letter, and this community of people all over the world, then hit me up, drleewarren.substack.com. These are ways to connect with some people. It may not be in your physical world, but we do love you and care about you. And there's a group of people who will come alongside you. But we just need to know, are you all in? And we just need to know, Are you ready to start today? Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron-only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad-free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarnmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.